0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I don't even think I've seen any episodes of Welcome Back, Cotter. That cannot become a thing. But hello again. Welcome to another episode of the First Rule of Film Club. I am your host, Carson Higgins, and I'm really glad you're here. I'm really, really glad you're here. Maybe you've listened to some of our other episodes already. Maybe you're just starting now. But I appreciate you being here. Uh, this is a podcast that, uh, has kind of become a little offspring of a, uh, a little film club I've been running for a little while now, Filmstruck Film Club. Perhaps you have already been a part of that, and if you are, what's up? Um, but yeah, it's a weekly film club, operates very much like a book club, actually, where I will recommend an older film, a a classic film, something that maybe we haven't all seen, um, but I'll pick a film a week and, uh, at your leisure. You take any time you like during that week and watch the film for yourself. And at the end of the week, uh, anyone that is wanting or willing to participate, well, just like have a little discussion about it. I, I tend to put out little reviews of the films on YouTube and on Instagram and Facebook. So you can go over and check out Filmstruck Film Club for that. But This is the first rule of Film Club, and we're talking whatever the hell we want to talk about with whoever I can get to be on the show. And guess what? My very best friend, Oscar Gubelman, is joining us on the show today. You're excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. Oscar Gubelman is a friend of mine from acting school. We went to school together in Los Angeles, and we've been friends ever since. And uh, he wanted to do the show. He just begged me. He was like, dude... Will you just let me do the show, please? Oh my God, I want to be on your podcast so bad. Okay, that's not exactly how it went down, but (laughs) Uh, my friend Oscar is a humongous animation fanatic. He has quite the VHS collection of Disney Masterpiece Classics. I forget what those are called, but you know the boxes, those fancy like white plastic boxes with the VHSs. Yeah, he's got like all of them in a collection. So when he did hear that I was doing this podcast, he was like, you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about Don Bluth, because not enough people know about Don Bluth. And I was like, you're right, goobs. That's a nickname I have for him. We'll talk about that on the show. But if you don't know who Don Bluth is, you must know, you must have seen some of his films, because they were certainly a part of my childhood, and they were definitely a part of my buddy Oscars. Uh, maybe you've seen The Secret of Nim." or An American Tale or The Land Before Time or All Dogs Go to Heaven or Anastasia or my personal favorite. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but maybe you've seen some of these films and uh, maybe they have a soft place in your heart or maybe a scary place in your heart. We talk a little bit about how these films were kind of scary for us when we were kids. Um, But yeah, I had a blast talking to Oscar about the films of Don Bluth and about which ones have kind of aged the best, aged the worst, um, and just, you know, we had a really good time talking about kind of what we discuss to be a kind of an unsung hero in the animation uh, part of the film history. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're here. Stick around. I'm going to talk to my buddy Oscar. He's coming on in just a sec, so I won't be alone for much longer, but yeah, we're doing another episode, baby. Don Bluth, and my guest today, Oscar Goobelman. And we're here. Oscar Goobelman is on the show. <laughs> Say hello to the people, Goobs.
1: Hello, people. Uh,
0: yeah, for those that don't know, I call him Goobs. That's uh, It's a nickname that he's had for as long as I've known him. As You made it. I made it, apparently, just so there. So if you what, want to call if- him Goobs... Should, should people to. should should people call you goobs if they say
1: hi to you? Call me goobs. Yeah, my real name's Oscar Goobelman. Yeah. For those keep track, back.
0: Oscar Goobelman, ladies and gentlemen. Um dude, I'm really glad that you are
1: here. I'm very excited to be here. We've been talking about podcast stuff for years I'm I know. I'm so stoked. That you are doing this awesome one. Hey. And I just get to be a guest on it now. And it just tickles me pink.
0: Hey man, whenever you want to come by, you come on by. We'll take good care of you. Oh my goodness. Did you get all the treats in the green
1: room? Oh, in the green room. Yes, there was uh m&ms from my fridge.
0: Yep. And then you had all the stuff in the refrigerator.
1: You pickled herring and the uh, crackers.
0: That's all that was in there. <laughs> 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 I am talking. I am, to I am <laughs> talking to the person that is in charge of that <laughs> immediately. <laughs> right when this finishes, I'm talking to them. Write it down, Glenn. Glenn's here too.
1: It's <laughs> so Glenn. I got Jerry behind me. Does he happen in my ear? Yeah,
0: Jerry's here. Uh, oh, you know what? In case, in case anyone uh, wants to know, Goob's right here. Oscar Goobelman is the host of his own show tub talks i mentioned it you're gonna you're gonna hear about it again later but uh
1: good yeah we'll get we'll get to the plug but yes, yeah, yeah. it's uh, you can follow us at this is tub talks <sighs> but we'll do that at the end
0: we'll do that at the end right now we're here to talk about uh the unsung hero of 2d animation the uh the the rocky balboa <laughs> to walt disney's <laughs> whoever Rocky's main villain
1: was. Apollo, kind of, or The Russian Apollo guy.
0: Creed was definitely <laughs> Disney in this situation. And Don Bluth was definitely Rocky Balboa. Yeah, we're talking about Don Bluth. Uh, Oscar, do you have a personal connection to Don Bluth in any other way than that you like him?
1: So, I mean, like right out the gate, like I'm, you know, so Carson and I have known each other for 15 plus years now. Uh, coming in and like he's been just like we used to call him I am IMDB because he just knows all the stuff about films and I it's taken me many years to kind of catch up and be in the industry but the one thing that I always prided myself on is my animation watching and I've always enjoyed uh, Disney and Don Bluth and uh, like Raskin and Bass and all oh, wow. Kind of
0: you're, you're pulling it out. You, you're I letting, know, you're you're letting know, people brush, know that a, you're an I animation guy.
1: I got, but, but no, Don Bluth. I mean, it's one of those things you realize later that you're like, Oh, I grew up on that. And I didn't know, like, I don't think he connected them ever.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. for, for people who don't know, Don Bluth has quite the, the list of films here. So what we're going to, we're going to talk about him a little bit, but just so that, you know, Just see if any of these titles ring a bell, either from your childhood or maybe you're like us and you revisit these films. (laughs) But perhaps you've seen The Secret of Nim*, An American Tale, The Land Land Before Before Time. Time. Look at this, see? Tell him, Oscar, tell him what else. Land Before
1: Time, and and not uh, two through 18.
0: No, just the first
1: First
0: one. all dogs go to heaven. Rock a doodle. Troll in Central Park. Pebble and the Penguin. Anastasia. Anastasia. This dude has made a lot of films. Now, Oscar. Titan A.E. I do want, T- I want Titan to. Titan A.E. We'll we'll talk about Titan A.E. because yeah. it's that's a curious one. It's the it's the last Don Bluth film, is it not?
1: Technically, no, but he's been working on some other stuff. I also heard it's he was the last other feature
0: things. film that but he it's directed. The, yeah,
1: the last kind of thing that we would know of is Don Bluth.
0: Right. So was what do you, okay because like most kids we're we're probably not too worried about who produces these films we just watch we just watch the damn cartoon was there one of these that that was like that you think was like the earliest
1: one that you loved i mean probably american tale yeah like secret of nim i I, like that was kind of in there at some point but i think it was a little darker and like i mean all of his films get to this darker point oh dude his films
0: are terrifying <laughs>
1: like, like, <laughs> but they're not but they're not they're very sweet but they have all of a sudden like when they're in a bad situation ev- like the entire room changes like, like a color scheme and mm. everything just gets so de- mm-hmm. um but i think like Amer- american deal actually and you know what to be if i'm being very honest with myself the first thing that actually stuck with me and was something that i watched over and over again as a kid Land before time
0: yeah same i'm i think i'm I think I would say the same thing. Land Before Time was like a, a big, a, a burnt up VHS. I I like I remember the previews at the beginning on the VHS. It was like Pizza Hut, <laughs> some other <laughs> shit. <laughs>
1: but like that, that VHS got played at my house. By the way, I wish you guys could watch Carson, but he does an amazing impression of Littlefoot at the beginning oh, turning you're talking, around yeah, to look yeah. at his mom. You're talking about my little foot impression? Littlefoot's <laughs> brilliant.
0: You know, maybe maybe if if anyone asks, literally anyone, if you DM me and say, Hey, I want to see that, I'll post a video of me doing the the little foot impression that I
1: do. Worth your time.
0: <laughs> Cause I you know, I, I came up with it one day, people seem to like it, and now it's like firmly in the repertoire <laughs> it's called a staple
1: <laughs> do the little foot thing oh do God. Fight, a,
0: God. A classic okay hold on let me get my neck straight <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're gonna get a new bit little <laughs> <I'll> fight
0: <laughs> um okay real quick just for right, any right. just for, i i want to i want to bring people up to speed a little bit on on who this man is and why we appreciate him so much so don bluth is probably one of the biggest names in animation still uh he he was like Arguably, the first big rival for Walt Disney Studios as far as putting out feature-length, character-driven animated
1: films. And worked um, for Disney prior. He actually bopped yep. off Disney to do his stuff.
0: Yeah, it's. I I really think that they should make a like a Netflix miniseries about oh. the the mutiny at Disney, because oh, because so basically, for those that don't know, what happened. In the mid 70s, somewhere, That's, yeah, in the, somewhere, in, somewhere in the 70s. I think I'm gonna go with this. A handful of Disney animators were feeling that the company was, was no longer that Walt Disney Pictures was no longer uh, making the type of films that Walt had set out to make in the first place. Uh, Don Bluth and uh, a couple other guys from Disney, Gary Goldman. This guy, John Pomeroy, Mm -hmm. these were animators at Disney and they check. I don't know if you knew this goobs. I I found this out looking, looking it up, but they Don Bluth and this guy, Gary Goldman, they were buying old animation equipment from Disney while they still worked there.
1: (laughs) That's brilliant. (laughs) I I didn't catch that one. They brilliant,
0: right? So they, they were buying like old, old mechanisms and machinery. And well, the time uh, flip
1: art. So like, cause like Don Booth was working on, I mean, I'm not even sure as a full-blown animator but an assistance to some of these guys, but like Sleeping Beauty and yeah. Robin Hood and like which, the OG which stuff. Sleeping
0: Beauty is from 1958. So this two, yeah. well, you know. And,
1: and, and it was a style of the flipping the, you know they were having kind of, you know the, the watercolor background, but then you'd have mm-hmm. the, the flipping kind of more shaky line stuff that went right. across you know
0: and uh, as and i guess i i didn't you know i i'm certainly not the scholar over here i just i looked it up uh but uh they don bluth and these other guys they were just kind of feeling that the company wasn't doing what it was should be doing and that that they weren't being allowed to make the stories that they thought they could and should be making as a animation uh which at the time i guess was kind of totally falling out of favor like animation as a feature-length art form was kind of dying well disney Disney was like the only people that did it and they were starting to suck at it so then therefore it's like it feels like this old thing
1: where now cartoons are you know on but this was before so like this was like the interesting part that i was kind of checking out and you can agree or disagree with me on this Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't be diving disney because we're talking about don bluth but like Mm -hmm. so disney was doing all the this is sword in the stone this is robin hood um, then started going into it. I think uh, Don Booth wasn't credited, but was somehow a part of like the Black Cauldron. Mm. And I think it was Oliver and company and like- It sure feels ones... like
0: he had his hands in it. Black I, Cauldron- Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, the darkest just... Disney animated film. But yeah, and it just, you know, and there was dark, I mean, even, I remember being scared of watching the same beauty as a kid, like the- weird Oh yeah, demon, well, by, like, and
0: the dragon and the
1: whole thing- Yeah, they had that kind of chutzpah to it. Mm-hmm. But you know, but I love the idea that Don Bluth was, you know, as you just, I, I wasn't even thinking, like, are they not telling the right stories? Are they just doing more fluff? Like, they're great little movies, but they're not what we call, I mean, there are technically Disney masterpieces, but they're not what we, yeah. like, think of. So he basically, I think, they jumped off right before the Disney renaissance. Mm-hmm. Which Do you, we call you, like that's the, uh, that you bring
0: up an interesting
1: thing you're you're already where i am are i'm already you? there i'm wondering what, if the disney renaissance came about because all these animators jumped off ship and disney went oh we have to move well i
0: mean we're we're <clears throat> we're jumping ahead a little bit but that's okay i mean an american tale and land before time were hugely successful
1: yeah and that was with spielberg right
0: Both um those. fun fact did you know that uh lucas film produced uh land before time it's george lucas and steven spielberg present i land Before not. Time*. I yeah yeah because amblin entertainment steven spielberg's company did an american tale they pro- they produced it so like they got to put his name on it but don bluth directed it uh and then to like the follow-up to that was land before time and it was put out with lucasfilm yeah. as well um but I, I I think that absolutely the Disney Renaissance only happened because they finally had competition. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, oh shit! We, oh, should we have to try now. Okay. Ah
1: uh, shoot! Walt's been uh, dead
0: for a while. We have serious competition over at you know Universal or whatever.
1: Right. Um, okay. So so jumping into the kind of the beginning. So like he he did do like Winnie the Pooh and Tigger Two, and that was like a short. Mm -hmm. and you know and it was in robin and stuff but like his first i think real like film out the box you are now paying attention quote unquote his version of a masterpiece would be secret of name yeah and that was 82 like that Mm -hmm. was you know oh and and i can't remember tell me if i'm right or wrong on this but pete's dragon i think oh yeah he he worked thing. on he worked on yeah. Peak dragon and the rescuers and right the rescues that was another one, yeah. one
0: and he was just in the animation department i don't i don't think he ever got a chance to like helm anything over at disney
1: didn't get a chance to thor
0: yeah but um, um secret of nim i guess he wanted to make at disney and they thought it was too dark um because it's a book miss uh, miss Fris- mrs. frisbee
1: brisbee no no wait mrs frisbee <laughs> Mrs. Fr- wait, okay. I guess. So confused. the book
0: the book is says Mrs. Frisbee and the rats of Nim.
1: Right. And this and is Brisbee and, in, and in the movie. And why that one letter got changed.
0: You know, who knows, man?
1: Maybe Jonathan they, on,
0: I'm just thinking about this right now, but I wonder,
1: is Frisbee a trademarked
0: thing from like oh my a toy God. company? It's like-
1: I'm sorry, you can't call your character Gak. We have uh, the We rights have for that.
0: that. We own that name. <laughs> I I don't know. And you know what? Maybe, maybe an interested person will go Google it. But uh, did you ever read the book? I never did, did you? Oh yeah. Die. I did not know that it was like based on a true story.
1: <laughs> Wait, what?
0: Okay. In the sense that <laughs> NIM NIM is a real place where rats really were used for yes. scientific experiments. That's that's the extent of it being true. <laughs> okay, help, help, wait, help but, my. Uh... Okay, so NIM stands for. Do you know? I, I I'm trying to pull it out of my brain. I looked it but up. You you haven't
1: found. looked it up. I.
0: Yeah, it's uh, no. the, And and remind you in the in the story, the rats don't know anything. <laughs> but uh, the <laughs> National Institute not. of Mental Health.
1: Is yes. NIM because it's N I M H. So they're doing experiments on rats.
0: Yeah, and uh, a few mice.
1: Yeah, and her husband Jonathan Brisby. Jonathan Brisby is missing, dead. He died because he helped. Uh, are we? Are we doing spoiler alerts in this whole thing? I. Assume I I'm have pretty these. sure that it's okay. You can okay. go ahead. And- so no, but basically his whole deal was that it was because of Jonathan and why these rats respected him so much is that he was small enough to fit through this grate because there was only two mice, I believe. It was Jonathan and Mister Ages. Mister Ages. Mister Ages. Ages. These are these are all just like sound stuck in my brain forever. I mean, that's what Don Bluth did. Like that's like it was so good. Like these little bits that somehow, as a child, you still hold these nuggets of wonder in the back of your brain. (laughs) But you know, it was so he snuck through this grate and was able to open it up. And then oh no, oh no, there were actually a lot of other mice, but they got sucked through this vent. Mm -hmm. But Johnson was somehow able to get these rats out because they were bigger and. Held through, and then he didn't make it. He didn't come out to the end, and so he's this kind of idolized person in the society. This now smart, genetically altered society of rats mm-hmm. in the rose bush um, that uh, you know is going on. So that's why he was so important. And when and and his wife, classic this, is no.
0: Oh, is that not? Are you getting mixed up?
1: I'm getting mixed up. Because, so he was taken- And then and it turns there.
0: out that she's actually a Romanov who what she, sings <laughs> Elvis songs as and a And let rooster. me tell you about
1: the tiny bat who goes cock doo And he
0: has a green thumb and he lives in New York City. And they all go to dog heaven. <laughs> because you have to have the beautifulest pebble for the penguin to love you. <laughs> and that's how Banjo the Woodpile Cat <laughs> <is ending. laughs>
1: uh yeah (laughs) i was trying to figure like when like in you know in the digression this whole thing like when he actually married uh mrs brisby so i think maybe they all got out and then maybe they got married and then he passed away i don't know
0: you're you're uh you're a fan of watership down correct oh yeah which is not which is not a don bluth film but um (laughs) just a
1: heart ripper really is what that sucker is you know
0: it's like it is kind of interesting to think about it secret of nim not i guess so intensely goes into that realm but uh this like this idea of using a quote-unquote kids form of like storytelling using cartoons uh to tell a story like how sometimes it's fart jokes and a princess and that's and not necessarily in that order
1: (laughs) (laughs) which can first the fart of the princess
0: Eh, ask shrek (laughs) (laughs) Recent inductee into the library of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> Look that up. That's real. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Anyway, that like the, some of these more dark and intense and scary. And like we deal with deep and heavy uh, subject matter, but like trusting that kids can handle it. And I really think that Don Bluth, it's part of why these guys wanted to leave Disney in the first place is because They knew that the format could do so much more and that they were being limited. And so they went and they, they like these first two films. Okay. Okay. Hold on three. You have secret of Nim, an American tale land before time, right? Those three films right there. One of them is like, it deals with like Jews coming to America.
1: (laughs) I mean, no, it's, it's the full immigration story. Like that's. Yeah. Like, and, and
0: I mean, all, all of these films are terrifying in their own way in the, in the sense that they deal with big, scary shit, but also the main characters are always. Um, it's not always that like they're doing the right thing or being the most heroic. It's that like, they're doing stuff that they're afraid of, even though they're afraid of it. And that's just the best thing to show a child. That like, yeah. yes, the world is fucking pretty scary. And and not all the time, but it does happen all the time. <laughs>
1: well, and the other bit is that using- And you just tool- got to go
0: for it and deal with it the best you can.
1: So, but like the other thing is like that I always have thought about in animation in general, and this is a lot of the time, Pixar has kind of jumped out of it. There are certain Disney movies that have jumped out of this, but as a general rule, you know, it's using animals to depict- um. Human kind problems, of these bigger, people yeah, problems, societal maybe, problems. So maybe it's not so smash you across the head, but the the you know the original concepts are there. Like mm-hmm. you know, I mean land for time. The mom dies and that is such a scene. Like like they're not like barely tapping on it. That they mm-hmm. do that. And it's something that, you know, Bambi did. Oh yeah. You know So very, I mean they're not it's, yeah, you're right. But like, but Bambi again was precursor. So if, the, you know, they started moving away from that and we started doing with, uh, you know, Fluff and Fluff, I could see where maybe Don and the other crew wanted to be like, all right, we want to get to, you know, a route. I mean, and I guess a bigger question for all you listeners out there.
0: <laughs> um,
1: what do you think a purpose of animation is? Because it shouldn't be, uh, so my kids don't talk while I try to make dinner. It, right. You know, it's like, well, what was the kind of original idea of instead of, you know, like, we're gonna take so much more time and draw this stuff. It's gonna be so much harder. Oh man! So I it mean, should be for a reason. It's not just for the kids. It, yeah. Like it's there's other bigger concepts under there, especially your earlier animation stuff.
0: It. Is, I mean, stop motion animation as well. It's just like it's so time consuming. It's so tedious, and and yet it's oh yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, it, it is interesting fantastic. to like. They're the hardest forms of entertainment it's to so produce. Hard. But, like we make it for kids.
1: <laughs> it's so hard. I mean, you, uh, you had an episode, of Fantastic Mr. Fox, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, the time I, it takes to do all that stuff. I mean, and money. <laughs> oh man, I was
0: I was watching. There's this. There's a show on Netflix called, uh, "The Movies That Made Us" or something like that, and it's oh basically what we're doing right now just going like remember this movie (laughs) (laughs) me too did you know that they had a hard time when they made that movie (laughs) get out of town uh but no it was it was of the nightmare before christmas and henry selick who directed that one uh was talking about how like they would get like two to five seconds of film done in a
1: week (laughs) hurts and it was just like oh man so okay so bringing it back to dawn yes like so you know like animation and how it was done like you know you go back to the way back and it was hand hand drawn Mm -hmm. and then you kind of went into that shaky era Mm -hmm. where you kind of got a lot of the little lines moving and i'd call that like that's robin hood that's sword in the stone that's um Maybe even Aristocats. Yeah. Um, kind of that idea. And then, but I, f- you know, what was amazing is that Don ended up being, I'm just calling him Don now, like he's my you best friend. Him. But uh Donny. Donnie boy. <laughs> <it>. the B man. <laughs> <laughs> Lutherton. Um, so you know, but he these very, you know, perspectives became a totally different thing with him. Mm. Like wow. I mean, think about well, just I mean, like think about like an American tell, like him sliding around in the cans, about to, and falling down, and and like it was way more about you know, I think they realized that they could make whatever you're looking at the camera, yeah, versus something relatively flat or relatively we're watching it from a box.
0: Yeah, there's that shot of Fivel in the bottle when he like sees the Statue of Liberty, oh, but yeah. it's like you can't really see it that well because he's looking through like this brown beer bottle and i'm just like you drew that like it like you shot like it like this shot is incredible but exactly. the camera so yes you're you're absolutely which right which is
1: why all these things are, are freaking rough sometimes that all of a sudden you realize that you know your camera is in perspective of you know like the they're doing camera work with animation, I guess. That's yeah, you
0: know a that, that, That's a very good point. That it went
1: a little less storybook and more cinematic. Exi- thank you. Storybook's a great way to kind of do the other side. And it, yeah. yeah, it, be- it became uh, cin- you know cinematic animation. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, you know, and this, you know, uh, I don't know the, the scary things that always pop up in my head. You know, like Secret of Nim. You know, the owl is crazy, but that freaking cat uh, mm-hmm. tiger, like, oh, oh. man. And again, like everything, even though, you know, you were staying in this kind of bright era as this thing kind of creeps in and they do a great job with music and everything. But like the colors start to change and the perspective starts to change and shadows are dealt with. And which Disney did, I mean, did, did some of this stuff a little bit. Like if I'm in the Storm of the Stone, like the pike coming through the water and that always creeped me the hell out. <laughs> but-
0: Well, oh, I mean, dis- Disney was uh, like, I, I don't- we're not gonna be sitting here comparing, selling, selling the Disney folk short. I no, mean, like they—they
1: yeah.
0: they did well. <laughs> they did great, obviously. <laughs> obviously,
1: like I don't think we don't need a time. I—I think
0: it's—I think it's more just that we're, what we're appreciating about these old Disney films is the very thing that these guys were like. It's sorely missing, and we're—and if you aren't gonna do it, we're gonna go do it. And so they went and just pirate mutinied this shit and i i mentioned it earlier but seriously i would watch a miniseries about about this this whole thing where like they leave and it's a this whole ordeal where it's just like holy shit the animation department just quit (laughs) at disney (laughs) and just went and started (laughs) an animation department and they're recruiting famous people to be the voices, which is something that like Disney oh, didn't really do. That and was a big Because that was a Spielberg big thing. involved. And they're getting all, you know, like, did you, okay, I didn't realize this and I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Did you know that Barry Manilow did the music for Thumbelina? No. <laughs> I didn't <What>? either. <laughs> I, looked, I, I found that out. And also, you know, I have not seen Thumbelina since well, I, I was about to say I don't even might,
1: think I really liked it, but I, I was about to say that might and like and this and I, I feel like a lot of listeners like, well, I'm turning this off right now. Mm-hmm. But I honestly feel like Thumbelina was probably my least favorite of the Dumbblutes.
0: And you know what? I I perhaps it would stay that way if we were to if which we should have done. Honestly, we should have done a real deep rewatch chronological like, order.
1: Like a, we're just gonna marathon. Chronological we're doing it because.
0: Because some of these I have not seen since I was a kid. Troll in Central Park, Thumbelina. So I
1: did a rewatch of Troll in Central Park. Let's not call it recently. Let's call it within the last ten years. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I because I have this vivid image of it. like again, this is what I think Don Bluth does. Like there's these vivid images that you uh, hold on to as a kid. And I was like, I remember that he's got the glowing green thumb, and it's wonderful. <laughs> And I watched it again. I was like, ooh, you know, this movie's this is, stupid. This is yeah, I'm like, this is a pretty flat film here. I mean.
0: Well, I will say it and several other of his films are uh, not very well reviewed.
1: Well, well, okay, so if I was gonna go into my world of like the big kids, it's Secret of Nim, mm-hmm. American Tale, Lamp for Time, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Not so reviewed, but dang it's good. Rock a doodle. Yeah, man. Thumbelina was like in there and a lot of people loved it. I wasn't the biggest fan, um, but, and then kind of Troll in Central Park, but but, again, so it's like, it's almost his, this is like him kind of petering off, which I think is, and these are in order of like uh, Thumbelina, Troll in Central Park, Pebble and the Penguin, and then jump two years and he's got Anastasia and you're like, what is that?
0: Which is (laughs) arguably his most well-received film.
1: For sure, and it doesn't have kind of the childhood OG status to me, but well, we it's were a little. One of my old, favorite then. animated films, period, like beyond the idea of Don Bluth and his. It's animation his. Style.
0: It's his highest grossing film. It's his best reviewed film. Well, actually, that's not true. Secret of Nim has a ninety three percent. But tomatoes. I am yeah. I'm going off yeah. on tomatoes, but Anastasia is verified fresh at eighty six percent. So take that. But dude, look at this. Okay, Pebble and the Penguin 10% on rotten tomatoes. Oof.
1: It wasn't good. Oh, okay. I we almost skipped over the thing that I really 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 wanted to jump on.
0: We're coming we're jumping all over the place, man. This all is right, this right, is right. a cloud of information. Right. <laughs> but what yeah, where, where, were, read,
1: where were you going to go back to? To lead, not to read um you were talking about bringing in all these amazing voiceovers to and and their, you know, the voiceover work mm-hmm. into some of these. And honestly, if I'm being very real and like, hey man, like why do you love some of these? A giant portion of this is Dom Deloise.
0: Of course. Dom Deloise, we love you. We miss you.
1: I miss you so.
0: What a funny human being.
1: Brilliant. He brought like one of the most brilliant comics into animation. And it's just like yeah,
0: like before before using Robin Williams for the genie, which everyone thought was just so uh groundbreaking and smart, <laughs> which it right. was, which it certainly was. I'm not oh. I am I am not gonna be the guy to take anything away from that. And you know but, me, I'm
1: a Robin freak. Like I, oh like, yeah, but like, I mean like
0: I. if you if you check out the Dom Delouise performances from Secret of Nim, American Tale, and is he a voice in Land Before Time?
1: No, he's not, is he? No, he's All Dogs Go to Heaven for sure.
0: But All Dogs, yeah, and All Dogs. Okay, so all of these films come out before Aladdin, right? Oh and, yeah. And and Dom yeah. Deloise has cemented himself as like the go to sidekick comedic voice talent for Don He Bruce was films
1: a, he story. was he was the troll in Central Park, I believe. Yeah. He was the lead, but it didn't, it didn't. And
0: who is he in Rock Doodle? He's the guy, the Uncle Dookie. Uncle Dookie, who's that? Nope. Nope. That's um mm, somebody else. That? Somebody else,
1: I think. Uh, I think. Oh God, is it Plummer that does the Duke though?
0: Christopher Plummer does do the Duke in Rockadoodle. and yeah. Glenn Campbell does all the. Yeah, there's sing- like
1: God. There's there's amazing voiceover work in all of these guys.
0: Do you oh, remember the French. character's name who does the uh, who the little Uncle Dookie? Uncle Dookie. Uncle
1: Dookie. It's Punch.
0: Punch. Uh, Hunch. <laughs> Char Dude. <laughs> Charles. Charles Nelson Riley, man. Oh, Charles Nelson Riley does the voice of that, and he's a guy. He's a famous person.
1: Uncle Doogie. Oh, God, he's just so good at <laughs> annihilation. <laughs> Abomination. He's so good. You're good at those him. voices, man. <laughs> My favorite thing. It's because like, it's because these, you know. It's Turns because out I want to you know,
0: because... man.
1: No. Um...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, Glenn Campbell to Chanticleer. Oh, you right. God, um... dude. Okay, so let's and, just. Oh, Phil Harris as Patu and and the narrator.
0: Oh baby. Um, sorry. My, what What's your favorite Don Bluth movie, Goobs? Honestly, I think,
1: if I'm being honest with myself, mm-hmm. um. I would probably say now, Secret to Them. Yeah. It's dark, it's just so cool. It's the one that I would put on in a heartbeat. I think the one that has the most meaning to me, or like not meaning to me, but like the one I'd be like, oh my God, we're watching his American Tale.
0: Mm. But,
1: and then the one as a child, I would be like the one that gave me the most imprint of him would be- um, for a Time. for a Time yeah I'm, and the dumb part is and, 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 and then anastasia is one of my favorite movies but it somehow doesn't fit into any of those categories like i, I love this man
0: well it's and you know what and part of it is it, we gotta consider the nostalgia factor anastasia came out when you were older not right. you weren't an old man but you were older than you were when right. those other ones came out okay question um, back
1: to you same game dude it's rock a doodle son I know, but like we, I love, I feel like we love Rockadoodle like together. Like if I had- I,
0: I can't for the life of me, figure out what the problem is with Rockadoodle. It has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes and even the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 55%. And I'm like, what, what, who hurt you?
1: I, I feel <laughs> like it was mimicking too much. Mimicking what? Elvis to, uh, what's what's the the girl's name? in it Marilyn Monroe. love goldie <laughs> goldie oh Claire.
0: dude rock doodle the music the i maybe it's just because i wanted to be on a stage so bad i, 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 was I feel kid, like you all just like if, it just like punched me in the gut as a kid yeah, like, and so then it just a character like
1: character of a don blue film like you'd be Claire. i would want to be Claire. you'd be Claire.
0: i also kind of think i'd be charlie though the dog from all
1: dogs go to heaven you think so? Now, Okay. That's a, hmm. I, but
0: honestly, that. dude, I rewatched all dogs go to heaven as an adult thinking it was a classic. And it's, I thought, I thought it was like kind of bad.
1: I, I was about to say that's the one I haven't watched in the longest amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember loving it. I think
0: they were leaning a little too heavily on uh, the, the voice talent. Cause they got Burt Reynolds to do it and they got, Dom was yeah. Was Dom itchy. DeLuise is in there. There's some. There's some other fun people that they got yeah. for for that. Um, I also don't. I, I was like this. was like a little thin on the storyline, perhaps. If you know, if I'm being honest,
1: I'm not so. I, and this is maybe a weird, dumb animation prejudice, or just I'm an animal guy. But like when you add humans to some of these stories, I'm not as into it. I'm gonna take out Anastasia and Tiny like.
0: Oh well, yeah, they're about people.
1: Yeah. But like these other ones, I mean, I don't know, I guess I just love the translation of, you know, the immigration story from Russia, you know, communist Russia. There's communist cats in Fival. They come yeah. in and they have hats. The furry hats. <laughs> like the furry hats. And then not only that though, I mean, here's what's also amazing. They have, you know, the people pushing open the gates, um, I believe to, or I'm mixing that up Anastasia. They definitely do that in Anastasia, but, it's almost the same, you know, it's the same uh, parts of this where they have kind of the humans trying to get out and, and having the, you know, the same amount of suffering, the same struggle or the same strife. And and then they just kind of zoom in on the mice that are doing the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? And then we're like, we're going to follow these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting to think though, that it, like, I think he was German, German descent and his father was very... Churchy.
0: Oh, who are you talking about five of them? Sorry.
1: You're talking no, about Don? that's that's basically Tevia No, um <laughs> I was about to say no, no. I, like, I, I mean... think they're
0: Polish, man. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> no, it's it's uh Don Bluth, his father, I think, was like a a, a pastor. Oh, dude. Check this very out.
0: I, I know about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, really let amazing. me check my notes over here. Uh, yeah, Don Bluth actually he worked on Sleeping Beauty, and then he left Disney for a little while to be but a is Mormon he missionary. In I Guatemala. That uh, we'll look it up. Type it in, Glenn, Greg, whoever talking. my assistant is. You keep talking. Uh, yeah, no, he went on on a Mormon mission because he is a Mormon. And fun fact. His second cousin is Mitt Romney. What? Don Schluth <laughs> is related to Mitt Romney. I did not know that. Big families, before. the Mormons. Big families. <laughs> Big families over there. Lots of kids. Hey, if you think about it, lots of kids. Argentina. Boom, you were right. Look at that. Doesn't it feel good to be right?
1: Well, <laughs> thank you, Wikipedia. Very thank
0: easy. you, Wikipedia, for making it. <laughs>
1: An For anyone that can add anything pipe. to you. An, an inadequate pipe. It was an aqueduct pipe. <laughs> and it's straightened into the city.
0: Yes. That's all I wanted to hear. Oh, <laughs> you know what else I want to hear? What? I'm allergic to K I'm allergic to K <laughs> I'm allergic to There can't be a cat around here because I'm terribly <laughs> allergic to cat. <care. laughs> oh my so, gosh dumb <laughs> <Bill> <laughs> you know okay another great voice element to all of these films up to a point and i think it has to be the same fucking kid but who is that kid with the cutest voice in the whole wide world that is in all of these movies it's the little girl in in uh what's it called guys go to heaven it's ducky in uh land before time uh, I'm sure she does a voice in an American Tale because she's one of the kids in Secret of Nim. Uh, this kid, oh, I don't know
1: who the kid is, man, but okay. Uh, as I'm as I'm looking this up right now, so wait, so your so this is you're thinking this is a little girl in? Uh...
0: Oh, certainly, because I I watched the trailer and I was like, yeah, geez, it's in every single
1: one of these movies. Is this? And I don't know yep. if it's one and- kid. Oh, it's Little Anne. No, Judith. What? Are Judith you just making up names? Barcy. No, no. I was reading Anne-Marie's the name of the girl and the thing. But her oh. actual name is Judith Barcy. Oh, my God. What? I think she died at 11. No! What? Are you fucking kidding me? She was born in June 6, 1978 and died in 1988. Mm. Ten years old. Man. But she did all gods go to heaven. She was ducking them for time. Apparently she was Thea in Jaws the Revenge. Oh, okay. Uh, well, but th- th- those are the two. Th- I don't think she was in any others. Dude, even if it was just those
0: two, by golly.
1: Oh, oh wow. man. I, I can't believe I did not that... know that.
0: That's amazing. Oh, wow. So sad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My God. Uh, so, that's the
0: kind of research one should do before But I guess it's good to find out together. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Oh man! One weird fun fact, Judith,
0: you were amazing. Seriously, thank you for being a fabulous little voice actress in those movies.
1: She is the cutest voice of all. Like, oh my god!
0: Yeah, it's like her and then like Boo from Monsters Inc.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. (laughs) You know, actually, the the babyest of the rabbits from Robin Hood.
0: Oh yeah, the it's my
1: birthday.
0: Or the no, is no, Babies. One,
1: okay. Oh, okay, yeah. There's sure. a baby. Babies. Oh. I can't. I'm trying to a quote. Um, quote. What I was going to get at really fast, though, was Crud-a-Doodle. Um,
0: well, while you're wasting people's
1: valuable time.
0: Fair enough. Keep going. I will just say, have you played the arcade game Dragon's Lair? No. And did you hear that
1: he's trying to make... The actual movie of that i
0: did i saw i saw that i i will say for a guy who hasn't really made anything since about 2001 if that's what he makes next i'll be so stoked
1: (laughs) i will be in line because the game
0: i had heard the first time i'd ever heard of the game was on stranger things they play it and i thought yeah and i thought it was like made up but then i went to this place it's a barcade in new york and they had it and I played it and it is such an inventive arcade game. It's fucking terrible. It's so hard. It's impossible to play, it's but it's really cool <laughs> because the whole thing is animated. And so it's like, it, instead of like just moving a little character around, it's more like you're, you want to hit the right button at the right time to time the next scene to play basically. And the scene to play is that he strikes with the sword or he gets right. hit with the fire. And so it's really little- cool
1: doing this only, uh, you know, little research before we uh, rocked out, um, you know, that popped up and I was like, Dragon's Litter. And like, he's like, he was into, you know, video stuff, you know, like in video games and stuff. I'm like, that's crazy. And I looked at it and I knew that animation, I'd seen that as a kid, like that was, and, and I don't think I clocked it ever as a video game. As a kid, I was like, What is this movie? Why can't I ever find this movie and Blockbuster on the search in the VHSs that you could, Mm -hmm. you know, like back in the day before streaming was a thing, or really the internet, to be honest. Yeah, Um, but yeah, like I, 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 all of a sudden now, like today, have this like, um, I, it's a video. (laughs) (laughs) I have to play it. (laughs) Yeah, but like I, and I remember kind of animation stuff that he you know that that would be like a trailer kind of for it or something similar to that idea and but yeah and then and then the kind of is like i loved this jump of it like, and he's trying to make it happen tomorrow and i was like i would love that and to see that animation that i kind of wanted so badly as a kid that I enjoyed <laughs> in the midst.
0: well now you have a new a new journey that you have to go on to go find a an arcade game of Dragon's Lair. Um, okay, real quick, I goobs, we we must we must touch on Anastasia more.
1: Yeah, I was I was about to say like we got to come I got to hear so you you love
0: Anastasia because I for
1: love wh- Anastasia. Whatever
0: reason, it never connected with me growing up. Like it was never something really? that I was like, yeah, I I think I tried to watch it. I I must have rented it, you know, I used to rent all those things and uh yeah, mm-hmm. so like Anastasia is something that I grew up to find out that people loved, and I was like, and I never really loved it. Then, right to because, but uh, the music's great. I've sen- it's, I've it's I've beautiful. come to really enjoy the music, and uh, they turned that shit into a musical not too long ago. I'm oh, wrong. that's
1: right. Yeah, I would. They
0: changed it around a whole lot. There's no Rasputin. There's no Bartok. There's no none of that.
1: Why do they always take out? the...
0: I don't know. Especially- man.
1: And jumping into back to voice acting that was always a fun one for me so uh, in Anastasia uh, Christopher Lloyd did the voiceover for Rasputin mm-hmm. um, but the singing voice was one of my personal favorites and has been uh, if you if everybody out there doesn't know him Jim Cummings he is the god of voiceover he's like Marlon Brando sure. of, <laughs> of voice acting he's the guy he's, like- he's the guy <laughs> and and like the second you look at his stuff you're like oh you're an in- everything yeah. um anyway blah blah but i mean it was, i think it was just such a beautiful film i mean it's and like uh, you know it's almost comparative and not the same people at all uh, to make clear but like prince of egypt did the same thing kind of totally there was beauty there was a story told both of which are a very you know uh, iconic tale in some of you know facet um and it, i don't know i mean and you and I both worked with Hank Azaria, and he's Bartok. Uh, you know, I give her a chop and the high up, and then I kick her, sir.
0: And then I kick her, sir.
1: Why does everybody got to do the killing?
0: <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm I'm looking up who wrote the music for Anastasia because it's so good. Because and it's I'll,
1: so good. I mean, I mean I, everything like if, there's upbeats, I'm there's gonna... low beats, there's you look,
0: it says but you know, David like David Newman, but. He did the score. I'm curious. The brother
1: of Randy Newman?
0: <laughs> it, it, it it's a re- relative, yeah, a relative of Randy <laughs> Newman. Yeah. Um, uh, this is so annoying because I'm sure someone is just yelling at their fucking radio right now, being like, "It's Anns and
1: Flaherty, you idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're not uh, okay. Composer. I've got Good. this. It, yes, is, it is Aarons and Flaherty.
0: <laughs>
1: Shut up. I
0: swear to God.
1: Anastasia <laughs> no, is a
0: musical with music and <laughs> lyrics by Lynn Aarons and Stephen Flaherty. Suck oh. it. Girl.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I was trolling myself, and I was still correct. So there. Uh, yeah, and dude, there's easy. so many. The, the music in that is spellbinding. But is, is the is the whole movie good, Goobs? What's
1: not to like?
0: I'm just making sure. The ending,
1: like- I'm not going to like it. There's a certain part that drags that I think the hardest part to deal with that is like what level does Rasputin have of magic? And that always bothered me because I loved him being dead and not fulfilling this curse. Mm-hmm. I loved the, you know, he could send out these kind of demons to kind of mess with them. And he's kind of had this, more almost Merliny mystical side to him. And then at the end he was like, I now I see you. And I'm like, and here's a horse statue that's gonna try to stomp you to death. And at that point I was like, oh, okay, well hey,
0: give me. Who are you who um, are you taking in a fight? The Duke from Rockadoodle or Rasputin from Anastasia?
1: Like if you pitted him against each other? Yeah. Dukey. Uncle Dookie, baby, he's Uncle taking Dookie. he's
0: taking Rasputin down because he's gonna do that crazy star thing where he gets really big and he's gonna fuck shit up.
1: And he just dude, he just gets huge. He can get huge. Yeah, so
0: that's a problem. Uh, who would you rather take advice from,
1: Nicodemus or Nicodemus? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who your second one is, but Nicodemus. Are you kidding me? That guy is like Gandalf, Methuselah, freaking. <laughs> Everything Nicodemus incarnate.
0: is so cool and Secret of Nim. I I'm, I feel like I'm just doing the Chris Farley thing where it's like remember you're in the Beatles. <laughs> oh that was awesome.
1: Hey, hey, here's a, I don't know if you read about this one. Oh, read Go. all about it. Extra Read, extra, read what? all about it. Extra extra. Read all about it. Don Bluth wants to make the Strawberry Fields CGI with Michael Jackson. The Beatles said no. Michael and Don Bluth were super stoked, and they were gonna do it all in cgi which would have predecessed um oh it would have been before toy story yep whoa dang and all the remaining uh beatles said no and that's why you got shut down
0: that's a bummer man that's what you get for buying all the masters to a band that isn't yours
1: right <laughs> but can you imagine like don booth feeling strawberry fields forever and whatever oh them,
0: man that would have been really cool um, um okay i Oh, oh, yeah. gonna no, show. no, no, no. T-
1: talk about Titan AE. I feel like just looking at your face over the Zoom, that <laughs> you are not so AE fanny. I just, I,
0: it feels like the it suffers from the same thing in my mind that Atlantis and Treasure Planet suffer from.
1: Now, the funny part about that is that you would have a lot of people saying, What suffers from what? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, I don't know. They just kind of are boring.
1: <laughs> I think they tried something different and I will concur. I think I think one of my overall statements for this idea is like, if we were just saying, it's like if Don Bluth made Dragons Later Tomorrow, what would the animation look like? It would look like the video game.
0: <laughs> it would, would have it? to. It would have Why? to.
1: Why? Why It'd be so tight, <laughs> right? But, but so you're saying like it's 2D, like so. Like what I'm saying is that like this evolution of animation from two, you know, from the 2D into the Pixar stuff, and then Disney picked it up with like Tangled and Moana and you know Frozen, all these guys, and then try to do 2D again with Princess and the Frog. That didn't. No one really, you know. I I love that film, but it didn't do as much as we wanted to, or whatever. So I'm wondering if, you know, when Don Booth did Titan AE, I just actually really like the story, like the voiceover. You got Nathan Lane, you got all these kind of, you know. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. I never pay attention to leads. I'm always like, who's the sidekick? He's going to be the fun. Uh, Duh. Uh, (laughs) But, um, you know, what what would that animation look like? And I would love, you know, Don Booth to Dust Off the Old Writing, you know, the animation desks and do... Some of the, you know, what well, we were talking about, the OG stuff, the Secret of Nim, the, the American Tale, the All Dogs and... and yeah,
0: pe- people don't do 2D anymore, goobs. It's I don't know why. There's it's, more stop motion animation getting made than there is 2D animated things.
1: Yeah, because now it doesn't take you 18 years to do a scene.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, here's a question for you. Is there a Disney movie... From across time, that you would have wanted to see as a Don Bluth
1: production. Ooh, did you? Was that was that just off the top of your head, or you had that written down? Well,
0: I, I've been wanting to ask you that. I'm, I'm. Oh, that's that's a great question. Yeah. Um. And conversely, while you're thinking about it, is there a Don Bluth produced film that would have been handled better by the Disney people?
1: Okay, so. Since I don't want to list like him and over this forever, I think not what I would want to see, but I'm just I'm more thinking about what would have done better, vice versa versus what I'm thinking like is better. I feel like Oliver and Company would have rocked as a Don Bluth. Totally, would have been great. Yeah, what I'd want to see, like just for fun, and like oh my god, what would, like can you imagine what like Aladdin would be like in a Don Bluth world? It'd be so tight. It'd be super tight. I don't. I don't think they would have done it better or worse. I think Aladdin is freaking. You keep that sucker as it's <laughs> yeah Ten points. But I feel like Oliver and company would have behooved Don Bluth. Mm-hmm. You know, like and um, I think that you know, and I think that we're trying to play with it a little bit, but going through the perspectives, especially of the cat. You know, there wasn't a ton going on. I think that he always adds more by his kind of animat his um, animation, actually, is that is that like animation, cinematography, animation? <laughs> it's a, it's
0: animatography,
1: animatography, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and vice versa. I will actually double down with you, and I would say that Atlantis would be a, a done. Wait, am I doing, I just did the same. thing? No,
0: oh, I, I mean, kind of, but I like that.
1: I like it. I think Atlantis, Atlantis', Don Bluth. Atlantis Don Bluth would be good. But I, I see where you're going with the flippy. Um, what would be better that Don Bluth did that Disney would have done better? You could say nothing, but, you know. No, was, I mean, I guess like one. Pebble the Penguin, Trolls at the Park, Thumbelina. Thumbelina, they would have nailed Thumbelina way That's... better than Don Bluth did, I think. Yeah,
0: I I would I'll stick with Thumbelina on that that Disney could and should have done that one and I'll say that uh Don Bluth should and could have done Black Cauldron.
1: He kind of did. No, but I mean but, but right, as an actual He
0: I mean like writer and director. Right, right. Like being more in charge and more in control of the story development and Right. because I was reading about it cuz I watched Black Cauldron not too long ago. I watched it like oh, during nice. Halloween. It was featured oh, was oh, like like yeah i watched it it was featured on disney plus they were like it's the 40th anniversary or whatever the fuck it was and uh i i watched it and i was just like this looks so cool but nothing is happening (laughs) like well so that's there is absolutely no storyline i mean there's a really cool backstory and a really cool world that they tell me about but as far as what we do in it very little and so i'm i'm over here like Don Bluth would have could
1: have crushed that. As, There's this if if he had just been like, let's right. bring it over to my company. Well, and the, the, I mean that's what I always kind of think of is like, what would the collaborations be? And and the other, you know, going back to Don Bluth is like he worked for Disney. He didn't just work for Disney. He worked for, you know, again, like he was part of with Luke Lucas and and Steven Spielberg. He was in, um, not Fox Animation, but uh,
0: I think so actually.
1: Yeah, I, I mean he he was in a lot. He had his hands in a lot of these different really big crews that we know Uh, but what was kind of getting at especially the black cauldron was that you know that style and they did it raskin and bass uh they did um the animated hobbit and they did last unicorn right on Um, their animation the animators of their company did like thundercats like the Mm -hmm. old school one of that but anyway um but there was you know they did this one thing they did that black cauldron did which i'm not in love with where they have like Real smoke oh, coming right. down in the middle of an animated film. And, and I mean it was their yeah. level of trying to play Mary I'm, Poppins but spooky, where you had the yeah. animated live action kind of thing going in. And I, I, at some point I was like, stop. Don't
0: it's kind of it's cool if you think about it that they were like employing techniques uh, that would become commonplace with computers. Like ha- right. t- taking something that's drawn and putting computer generated quote unquote drawn things right. in in it. Like uh, Anastasia has a ton of that where it's like, and Aladdin, right? Like with the lava and everything, is like right. Well, and Beauty generated. and the Beast
1: was the first one to do it with the dancing, right. So like, like CGI or yeah, that. Yeah,
0: Anastasia, that Titan A.E. are like heavily computer generated, A to the point of almost
1: like films. I'm bummed with the animation. Like I like Titan A.E. like the story, I think it's yeah. fun. I like the voices, the, the animation. Once you click your brain to it, yay! Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite, but yeah, I'm a I'm a 2D guy. Um. But like I still like the story. I
0: don't know. All right, here's a question for you. Which one of uh which one of these Don Bluth films would be a terrific CG film now?
1: CG like a CG like right all, now. all
0: the animated films are digitally rendered, and so how how uh which one are you gonna have like Pixar or Illumination or oh. DreamWorks? Which which one of these companies is gonna make a three D Dom Bluth? Re- like you know it? I'm using this as an example because it was the first one. Secret of Nim
1: never came out, and now DreamWorks is putting it out. Right. Yeah, I don't think that would be so good as CG kind of game. I think- no, no, no. I used it as an example. Which one are you going? Right. With? I would do honestly. Land Before Time. Ooh, child, that would be so tight. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like the real heaviness of that, I don't think I always wanted well, to. Well, it's I basically
0: the good that. dinosaur. The good dinosaur is okay. that. <laughs>
1: name name me if you can ten movies, not even five movies dealing with dinosaurs. Jurassic Park. Yep.
0: Land Before Time. Yeah. Dinosaur by Disney. Yep. We're
1: back. Okay, good point. <laughs> oh, and that and actually that one would have if someone told me that Don Bluth did that, I would have believed, I, I believed him. I would have believed them. There's a but, handful of
0: those, like The Swan Princess and, uh, Fern, and Gull- uh, Fern Gully. Oh,
1: <laughs> and by the way, Fern you. Gully, by the way, to all you viewers out there, is one of my favorite movies of all time, period, period, mm. period. Okay, and one more, which I mean, you said the good Dinosaur, so you got five. But just what I was trying to get at, which just blows my mind, first of all, of those five, four of them are animated. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, how many alien movies are there? How many? A gajillion. How many monster movies are there? A gajillion dinosaurs existed, <laughs> and there's barely a live action movie about Like, it's like Jurassic Park. Now well, all Jurassic that's Park the life. problem.
0: It's like Jurassic. I, what I but could have no done, other, I could no have other said Jurassic Park, to... Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, right. Jurassic, World, Jurassic World, Jurassic World, and that's it.
1: Yeah, like, but like, <laughs> but what I'm trying to get at is that, like, these things actually existed. How is that, like, You know, like people did it really well, so people stopped. I'm like, that's never happened in the industry ever. Mm. (laughs) Like (laughs) they make these if something's successful, they make them until you die. Like
0: (laughs) does the Flintstones count?
1: No. Okay. (laughs) Um all right. That's just always a puzzling moment for me and laughable.
0: Let's uh let's wrap this up, Goobs. Let's get let's get our let's get our last couple of hot takes in here. Do you have any do you have any hot takes?
1: Uh, are, well, are you are you about to, say like, to say like a voiceover like, or try like, to plug something
0: no 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 well i am I'm, I'm saying like are you gonna come up here and say like i think an american tale is the best steven spielberg movie oh i see okay <laughs> I... <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually no I... <laughs> actually um no, well no honestly i think the bigger one is for those of you out there who are listening odds are you have definitely seen probably autos go to heaven Secret uh, um lamb before time and uh american, american tale. tale if you haven't anastasia. seen secret of nim i think anastasia yeah but if you haven't seen secret of nim i think that's the one that not a lot of people have seen it's almost like the dark crystal for jim henson totally it's you know it's this weirder funky darker one if you enjoyed those other movies, make sure that you get your butt out and somehow find and see it. I'm sure it's streaming on something. Um, that'd be a big giant thing for me. I think the other give Titan A.E. another chance. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to put my name behind that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it's it's you know it's it's fun. It's, it's I I almost equate it to Treasure Planet, and mm. some people love Treasure Planet yeah it's not my favorite tiny is not my favorite but it's it's fun it's good you know don't shake your head about and you sir i think need to go check out anastasia again i will i will i promise you that i don't need to convince the viewers i just think you in particular (laughs) will little burr up your ass need to go watch some anastasia um goobs where can
0: people find you
1: oh me 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 um well, so the, the fun stuff that unfortunately I haven't had a solid hot tub to use and utilize and keep this up right now, but we got oodles of stuff in the past and come check us out. Uh, I do a fun variety show. Carson's been on it. I've been He's on done. it. Um, it's at, this is Tub Talks. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, it's easy, fun bits. It's no longer than a minute. You got a minute. You got time to watch a hairy guy in a tub. Hey, um, hey, and then the other thing that I'm very proud of and excited about is uh, I've started, um, it's been some years now, starting is not so much the right word, but uh, I am uh, co owner of Walking Distance Productions, and we are putting out our first feature film, Zoe, Z O O E Y. Um, release should be uh, about probably mid summer next year. And nice. so just uh, keep your eyes peeled. It'll certainly be on Amazon, if not also Netflix, Hulu, and other streaming sites, hopefully coming forward, knock on wood.
0: Look at that. We got to. Can, uh, can you give people a, a, little, a little taste of what the film is all about?
1: Yeah. So Zoe is kind of this coming of age film. It's about a young boy who kind of has a rougher family life and has found solace in uh, this kind of interesting nerd guy who's kind of holed up in a motel. But anyway, i trying to get away from his kind of more abusive family. He uh, has this kind of fun relationship with this, you know, his only friend and meets this girl who also is in the motel. And it is kind of a play on girl next door uh, slash summer love. It's, it's a coming of age film. It's cute, it's a feel good. Um, there's a little sci fi twist in there. It's something that the whole family can watch and uh, make you smile. Yay. And maybe shed that single tear towards the end.
0: So, Zoe will be looking out for Zoe. Yeah.
1: Carson, thank you.
0: Thank you for having me on this. This has Dude, been a dang hoot. You're coming back. You're coming back, goobs. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have you back, and we'll talk about like the birdcage
1: or something. Oh man! Like, can we just do like a Robin? Like, tell these filmmakers. Oh yeah, we can. We can talk about Robin Williams.
0: We will talk about Robin Williams together, goobs. Cartoons, Uh... live action, (laughs)
1: legacy, and inspiration. Oh, legacy. That's a that's like a like every fourth week we do a legacy piece.
0: Uh, (laughs) sweet well Oscar say goodbye to the people
1: goodbye people thank you for listening to our ramblings and wonderment yes and uh we'll see you all
0: again soon thanks for stopping by and hanging out with with me and with my buddy Oscar you're listening to the first rule of film club baby